The Long and the Short of It, a Thursday night in Fecal, is produced and narrated by Cleena Donlan in conjunction with Scarif Bay Community Radio and kindly supported by the Derg Credit Union Las Arena Helping Hand Fund. Content was recorded at Shorts Bar in Fecal County Clare between September and December 2023. In episode one, History, we explored the early days of the Thursday night session in Fecal when previous owner Lena Hanrahan started the tradition in 1970. Current owner Jerry Short took over the reins in 1996. Lena's may have turned into Shorts, but not a lot else has changed as the tradition lives on and grows stronger with each passing year. Seamus Bugler has been the anchor musician for over 30 years and is doing his bit to keep the famous East Clare musical tradition alive. This is the story of how music, tradition, family and the love of sport all combine to create a unique event that's known quite simply as a Thursday night in Fecal. Welcome to the story as we tell you about the long and the short of it. Episode 2, Generations. In this episode we will hear from fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, all of whom have grown up in this tradition who have been inspired by those who came before them and now nurture and actively encourage the next generation. The Hunts from Tulla are one such family. We begin with Timmy Hunt. I suppose, suppose my longest memory of coming to Lena's was with my late parents in the mid to late 70s. And at the time, it was a, a great house for music. I suppose you could have filled the bus coming from Tulla easily. Uh, Matty Ryan would have been the prominent musician at the time and he was joined with by Dennis O'Callaghan Westrop on the guitar so there was great nights of dancing here and after that then Seamus came on and little did I think that I would be coming back over with the lads when they were my age then at 12 or 14 the two when they started playing music and myself and Maureen owe a great debt of gratitude to, to Ger and, and to Seamus we always felt very welcome here and it was always a great house for music long may it last my name's Ashling Hunt and I'm from Tulla in County Clare and I play the button accordion and I suppose my first memory of coming to Lena's was back maybe 2007 I would have been about 11 or 12 back then and I suppose we were lucky enough growing up in Tulla and we had um, parents that really loved Irish music and they brought us everywhere. And Lena's really was the place we went most often. And we were very lucky that Seamus Bugler and still is playing every Thursday night um, in Lena's. So yeah, a little girl of 11 coming over with my accordion with mum and dad. And there was always the biggest welcome for every young musician coming over. And Seamus would stop up and make sure you had a seat um, to sit in and be nearly guaranteed that Seamus would call on you to for a little solo. So it was kind of the novelty of it. You had your, your tune prepared and you'd always make sure it was a different one that you played from the week before. And, you know, Seamus make a big deal of you and um, everything. So it was really great. And I suppose then um, as I got older and I have a younger sister here, Leah, who's, what, seven years younger than me? So yeah. 
Leah started on the fiddle then, and um, she probably came a bit younger than 11 or 12, I'd say. Did yeah, you, Leah? I would have been around six or seven when I first started coming. To start, I used to bring my fiddle because I just thought I was too small. And then I used to bring it, and we used to practice during the week. We'd have to pick our tune, knowing that Seamus would ask you to play, and we'd practice then during the week. Yeah, and really, like, there's a lot of tunes I don't have names for. And I think it's actually from picking them up here at Lena's. Um, the whole way through our, our teenage years playing and just learning the tunes by ear and as a result not having the name for them but we we came as often as we could like every every thursday and even if it was a school night it was the novelty of it and then we went to college and maybe we were away then but you'd always kind of come back at christmas or midterm and there'd still be the same welcome um there especially from seamus and look, without Seamus Bugler, I don't know would any would there be any young musician um, around East Clare playing. And it's great to see the young musicians now, 10, 11, 12, you know, coming over here and, and Seamus treating them the same way as he treated us back then in uh, 2008 and 9. And we owe, we owe a lot to Seamus and, and Jerry here for the, the Thursday night session. It's... <laughs> McNamara, Ashling, and Leah Hunt tell us about the homecoming to Shorts after an All-Ireland win, where the young musicians got a second chance to relive the flower. When we'd be getting ready to go to the All-Ireland flower, we were almost planning the night back in Shorts, the return night and the celebratory night, and people referred to, to as people came to celebrate the wins and the wins that didn't happen and also it was kind of a post-mortem night as well where we went through the flag and that. We would come in here on the Thursday night, that was the Thursday after the All-Ireland Flag, and it was very much driven by Seamus Bugler because Seamus, as you know, always had a great interest in um, promoting young people and their music and it became a real big thing to happen and the kids would come back, it'd be Kelly bands, duets, solos, groups and they'd bring all the cups with them. And we'd literally sit around all the musicians here on a Thursday night. And uh, it was like a little concert, I suppose. Well, they'd take part in the session for an hour first. And then Seamus would call silence and we'd relive the flat. Probably the biggest Thursday night of the year for us would be the Thursday night after the All-Ireland flat. Um, I remember 2008 would have been, again, I was only 12, under 12. I was fortunate to win the under 12 Button Accordion. And there's always a homecoming on the, thir- the Thursday following the All-Ireland Flat where, you know, a big deal is made. And as a 12-year-old, it's 
it's amazing. And going on then through the years, um, we were fortunate to play in bands and group of kiolas in Tulla with Mary Mack. And I suppose we just won one under 15 Kayleigh Band um, title and it was brilliant. All 10 of us came over and we performed uh, for Seamus and everyone. And yeah, it really was a highlight of the year. When I was under 12, there was 10 of us in the Kayleigh Band and we, I think we won one under 12 and two under 15. And we came back every year and he'd make a big deal and all 10 of us used to play. And then we were in a group of Kyol as well that happened to win. And all 20 of us got to come back and play on the Thursday after the FLA and he made a big deal, which is really, really nice. Seamus was 17 years of age before he first picked up an instrument. He learned a lot of music from Monshannon fiddle player Martin Woods and they regularly played in venues such as the Merryman in Scariff where they supported groups like Planksty, the Wolf Tones, the Bothy Band, the Dubliners and Brendan Grace. But were there other musicians in the local area who thought Seamus? Because um, I remember when I got the Melodian, well, of course, there was no, nobody teaching that time around. No. But the, the, the reason I, I got it was uh, I was going to the TIC yeah. in Scariff. And there was a teacher there called Brendan Duran. Oh, that's right. And Brendan, he, he, he wouldn't be playing a lot of music now. He was a lovely man. And he was the cause of maybe seven or eight of us getting our melodians or audience. I used to go to Martin Gooney, which would be Paddy's great grandfather. Yeah. Great grandfather now. Fiddle down. Fiddle down. Yeah. Martin would be both beside the fire and the fiddle would be hung over the over the mantelpiece. Over the mantelpiece. It was a great house, yeah. Mm. A great house for music. And do you know what he'd do when the when the when the keys wouldn't be slipping? Mm. He'd be <laughs> and sure as God it used to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> expansion, expansion of the wood. Paddy Joe McMahon, East Clare farmer, singer, dancer and storyteller, tells us about another generational music connection. Paddy Gooney, who Paddy Joe refers to, began to play the box in his early 20s. His grandfather thought Seamus, and Seamus in turn thought Paddy. The interconnectedness of the decades of musicians and families who attend the Thursday session has stood the test of time. All the Gooneys were involved in music down the years. Paddy's great-great-grandfather, old Tom, I know him well. And he finished up in Scarif. He married a Cockling a Cockland woman from Tangraney and they had a little shop there where Gleason's is now. And he was a fairly good fiddle player. Oh he was. Then his son Martin sure. He played in house dances all over the country and Paddy arrived anyway and by God didn't he didn't didn't break out in Paddy. <laughs> Well, sure, um, Seamus was here the first time I ever came here. And uh, the first time I ever came here, I had Una with me. She was on the wheelchair. I was playing the bar on there, and there was a fire down, and for roast you, and old bar on was as hard. I didn't come in for a few years, and when Una died, a couple of years later, I started, uh, or Marie that got me to come up. 
she told me Mary Mack would be here with the prize winners of uh, uh, an under 12 band. And I came up and I never heard anything to be on. I'm coming since. Seamus Bugler has a long-standing reputation for holding space for the young emerging players at Charts. It is one of the unique aspects that Seamus himself facilitates at the weekly session. It is something that Seamus feels strongly about. For the small, the small kids coming here, like Orla Cusick walks in the door with her concertina, takes out the concertina and before, before you're finished playing, she's playing away there with you and enjoying it. So that really makes it for us as well to see. I mean, after all, it's great to see the young people at it. Because when we're long, they'll be keeping the thing going, you know. Pauline Cusick, mother of Edel and Orla Cusick, loves the Thursday night session, especially as the lessons are always done on time. Look, it should is great there. Like Orla loves um, going every Thursday night to be the one night the lessons to be doing on record time <laughs> to get going. But she does. She loves going over to Seamus, and she feels very part of it. And like it's great for them. It's their own. It's a chance for them because they don't get to play in concerts as much as adults would. That it's great for. It's a great thing for the children that they get a chance to play every Thursday night. It's like their little concert. I'm Orla Cusick and I'm 13 years old. I love coming into shorts every Thursday night. Like I'm looking forward to it every week. And with all the lads and all the musicians, they're very inclusive and they always keep a seat for me every time. I love the way that Seamus lets um, all the young musicians play and that he lets the singers sing and that there's a set every night. I'm Idel Cusick and I'm 18 from Fiegel and I love coming to the session here in Shorts as well because just even when you just walk in the door it's just this like relaxed atmosphere when you come in and like no matter if you've been playing for 10 years or 10 days like you're more than welcome to come in and just yeah Seamus Bugler very good to you know bringing on young musicians and making them feel just as included as the likes of Ashlyn Clark or Mary Mack you know um, which is just great for building their confidence. The White Fairy composed by Tommy Fitzharris is a tune that Orla played at the Munster Fla in 2023 where she came first and continued on to place third in the All-Ireland Under-15 competition. Her sister Edel won the Under-18 All-Ireland. The two girls play The White Fairy. Thank you. 
Rogers. I have Orn, uh, who's age 10, and Avin, who's uh, age 12. The lads participate in the session here every Thursday night uh, with Seamus and uh, the other musicians. There's 20-odd or maybe 30 on some nights uh, musicians. So it's a great opportunity for the lads to learn uh, the music. Orn really enjoys it, and Avin uh, plays the concertina, so she really enjoys it as well. Look, it's a brilliant opportunity for them to get to play with such a selection of experienced musicians. There's banjo players, there's fiddle players, there's concertina players, accordions. Uh, the whole lot so it's it really is a breeding ground for uh, the next generation of musicians at approximately 10:30 p.m. on a thursday night Seamus calls for Cunis as he invites a solo from each of the young players okay a small bit of Cunis now Shh. but we have some fantastic young young musicians here and they're going to do a little solo for us hi i'm Orrin Rogers i'm 10 years old and i'm from Tolla I play the Tim Whistle and my favourite tune to play with Seamus Bugler is the Sally Gardens. Manor. Absolutely fantastic. And now we have a tune from his sister Avian. It's not just musical All-Ireland champions that have passed through Thursday nights in Fecal over the years. After Clare won the All-Ireland Hurling replay in 2013, a session broke out in the winning dressing room after the game with one of the players leading the way on the accordion. Brendan Bogler talks about growing up learning music from his dad, Seamus, the Thursday nights in Fecal and how the music and hurling are connected. I, it would be my first exposure to 
to obviously going into the session environment when I first started playing it was it was the tin whistle and that was you know when I was I suppose six seven and one of my Christmas presents was an accordion I think I was eight at the time so I suppose from then on it was a case of just coming up when you could as I said mainly during the likes of the Easter holidays or the midterm breaks and the obviously the summer holidays and then once you you learned one tune it was just coming up here and and sitting in listening to a session and then getting your opportunity to play your tune and that's great like it's that small little thing you you might only be playing one tune it might only be for a minute or two but you leave here with great sense of pride that you played a, a tune in front of all these great musicians that you know Paddy O'Donoghue's and, and Pat Mullins's and all these of the world like you know and and I suppose Dad himself kind of leading the session. So you'd, you'd feel great and that would give you a little bit of motivation for the following Thursday night that maybe you might have a tune and a half. You might have a half a tune the next night and then it would lead to two tunes and that's kind of where the grog came from. So it was, yeah, when I was about eight or nine, like, you know. You know, when you, when you go to all these sessions, you, you realise how many people, I suppose, love traditional music, but they also love hurling, you know, and it was finally put... You know, when Anthony Daly accepted the Lee McCarthy in '95, when he said, "Well, you know, we love our traditional music, but we love our hurling too." And yeah, I think hurling and, and traditional music are definitely married. And I suppose from a very early age, you'd realise that um, you know there'll always be the bit of crack. You might have the the crowd from Tipperary coming over here, or the crowd from the cupboard was you know a couple coming out from Limerick. And you'd always have the bit of banter. And at the end of the session, then the national anthem is always played here, and then you'd have up tip up Clare up Limerick and and um, that's beautiful yeah. you know it, it's great to have that uh, connection you know between the hurling and the music and and then as I suppose I got a little bit older and, and people realised that I was hurling I suppose with Wycott that always be asking you as well and well how's the hurling going and and I suppose one particular fella that I that I would have I'd have looked up to him he'd have come here quite regularly playing music was a lad called Ivan Conway from Partine now even at the time was was uh, on the Clare Minor Hurling team and I was only I think I was 13 or 14 and then you know I'd be coming here to chat to him as well as to, to play the couple of tunes you know but um, yeah there's, there's some great people that um, obviously had huge interest in hurling back along the years And what does Seamus make of the influence of the hurling on Brendan's music? And he'd, he'd come and he'd play his, his, his few tunes every time I'd walk out the door he was he'd have the box and he'd be out after me I'm not sure he can play no problem, but he has the time for it, you know. The old hurling got in the way, sure. Okay, smart little bit of again. We're going to go continue now with the great young fiddle player, Matthew Boyce. And uh, next we have his brother Dermot, Dermot Boyce. 
the years there have been many great nights in shorts. Seamus, Pat Mullins and Jerry Short chat about how special the summer months were when local Bundike musicians returned from Australia. They also remember the late Teresa Purtle who sadly passed away on November 7th 2023. We had many great nights here over the years especially during the summertime and I suppose one of the exceptional nights or some of the exceptional nights would be when Joe Fitzgerald would be on holiday from Australia. And uh, different occasions, his brother Paddy would be would be uh, with him as well. But uh, sure, we had many great nights when Joe was around for, for, for the, that period. Mm. Great box yeah. player. All right, Pat. Yeah. Words with you, there was Patrick Clone. Oh, there was, yeah, the two Clone brothers, Jimmy Clone. Jimmy and Patrick. Jimmy used to do recitations generally. That's right. Patrick played the accordion. There was one he did, was at the touch of the master's hand. That's right. He used to be asking me to. That was, one of, that was one of his favourites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, I wasn't, I wasn't fit to be the touch of the master's hands anyway. That was Teresa. Teresa. Any of the fundraising or anything that we ran here over the years, Teresa and Mary were always at the heart of it, looking after everybody with sandwiches and cakes and looking after the finances and all that. Cans and buckets and plastic buckets for, for collections and everything like people, that. Yeah. Fantastic. He was the first person who used to ask every Thursday night to sing the song. Mm. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and Paddy Joel was the last, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone could be in between, but that were definitely the first. That never changed. Yeah. No. Theresa Portal was always first. Mm. Paddy Joel, like my head, last. As well as the regular weekly attendees, there are a host of other musicians and singers who have visited Shorts at various stages throughout the years. So many great people I'd, lo- I'd love to mention, you know, who, who, who contributed so much to, to, to this session. Apart from, as well as the musicians, of course, singers. We had some fantastic singers over the years, too. You know, Ian Tracer, Eileen Nestor, and, and uh, well, Sean McMahon, Paddy Joe here and uh, several more and you always had some great ones that would drop in and not forgetting the North Clare connections mm. yeah the, the Lynches yeah Pat and John and that's right John Hanrahan and you know there's so many yeah. people have come oh, and yeah. gone and, and passed through the place mind you most of the people that appear occasionally see the value of it and keep coming back oh yeah do you know but Pat Lynch is a place here every now and again Pat is yeah. extraordinary yeah. And of course, with Pat O'Connor and Jed Foley, mighty musicians as well. They played for ages here as well with us. The tradition isn't just confined to people originally from East Clare. Dennis Lynch, having returned to Ireland from England, began coming to the regular Thursday night session about two years ago. 
he remembers his first visit to Shorts. Well, I'm, I'm from the townland of Dunin, in southwest Kerry. Uh, I went to London in 1969, and I was very fortunate to, to meet a chap by the name of John Joe Healy. He is a clear man from Quilty. John Joe introduced me to the concertina and to the Willie Clancy Week. So I regularly came back to the Willie Clancy, and it was there that I heard about the, the Fecal Festival. And I uh, booked up some workshops with Mary Mack, and I met Jerry for the first time. That was my, my first time I stepped inside the door. Another regular attendee of a Thursday night is Ben Taylor, who travels from Milltown Malby. Ben is a photographer and musician who shares his appreciation of the Thursday session and all of the people who make it so unique. Lena's. I've only known it as shorts because I'm a late arrival at the, uh, at the ball, as it were. But I think it's probably been the most crucial thing for me in terms of playing because people have been so generous. Seamus, Pat Mullins... Seamus was the one who, who broke the ice with me. I was very shy, but I wouldn't be playing had it not been for his persistence in, in pushing me forward to, to learn new tunes and to learn tunes and to listen to the way that they're played and get what I get out of it, which is an extraordinary sense of rhythm, musicality, tunefulness, which... I, I just have an affinity with. As a musician, Seamus Bubbler, Pat Mullins, more recently Martin Breen, have all been great. And Pat, Pat Lynch when he comes down. Because we all have to have a good old laugh, don't we? Puts me in mind of what's absolutely crucial about the music in Lena's. And that is a combination of a generosity that is extraordinary from Jer Short and likewise from a lot of the local musicians who come here. I think anyone visiting will have experienced it. You can't single out anyone because there's a group feel to it and Seamus controls it but he doesn't tell people what to think to do or whatever. Everyone just gets it and joins in. So we're so fortunate. I think it's a unique session in, in Ireland. Its longevity is well known. But that's because Jair took over the reins from Lena and has never let go. In episode three, we hear about the only night the session didn't take place, as well as the birthday celebration. All the years I've been here, I think there was only one night I can recall that, that uh, this session was cancelled. And that was it. Contributors to episode two generations were Timmy, Ashling, and Leah Hunt. Mary McNamara, Seamus Bogler, Paddy Joe McMahon, Pauline Edel and Orla Cusick, Alfie Rogers, Oren Rogers, Brendan Bogler, Jerry Short, Pat Mullins, Martin Breen, Dennis Lynch, Ben Taylor.
Music featured in this episode was brought to you by Seamus Bogler and Jay Boland, Ashling and Leah Hunt, Idel and Orla Cusick, Oren Rogers, Avine Rogers, Matthew Boyce, Dearmouth Boyce. Lelton Clip by Seamus Bogler, Pat Mullins and Martin Breen. Closing music by Ashling Clark playing her own composition entitled A Thursday Night in Fecal. With thanks to all who contributed to the making of this documentary. Special thanks to Dar Credit Union, La Serena Helping Hand Fund, who kindly supported this production. The long and the short of it. A Thursday Night in Fecal documentary and this accompanying podcast were produced by Cleana Donlan and edited by the staff of Scarif Bay Community Radio.